Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Wendy Koch. She's my friend. She's also an author. She has almost three books out. She's working on her third. The first one's A Gray Resort. The second is An Awakening. She is amazing. I love her to death. And she's got abilities, guys. And we're going to talk about it today. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Hey, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. We always have such a good time. I love your energy. I think you're so fun. And the fact that you and I both write books is always fun. So tell me, what inspired you to write a gray resort? Because it's a little paranormal and we love that. So tell me all about it. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've always loved to write. Even when I was a little girl, I just, you know, that I, I just found a lot of peace in writing. I liked to write about things that people didn't like to talk about, yeah. like unseen things, thoughts, emotions. I just knew, even from when I was younger, that it was kind of a powerful thing to do. And, you know, I, I wrote more poetry when I was younger. But as I got older, uh, so I grew up in a small northern town of Wisconsin. I grew up on a resort with eight cabins and, a, you know, along a lake. And um, it was very fun, a very fun way to grow up. Yeah. But there was some paranormal activity that happened, you know, in the surrounding woods in that area. And also, you know, my mom had some unusual paranormal, uh, you know, psychic abilities. And, and that kind of, I, I did as well. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, this is going to make a great premise for the book. I wanted wow. to capture, you know, the essence of that time. It was during the 70s and 80s. It was just, it was just a fun, fun time. Um, my parents had a lot of parties. They were like, you know, the just big summer barbecue parties along the lake. But there was just unusual things that happened too. So I wanted to capture it. And it took a long time to write. It took eight years to write. Yeah. And yeah, that was a great resort. And that was, that came out in 2019. And I was going to be done with that book. And, you know, I had some people like, oh, my God, you know, you got to keep going with yeah. this story. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I will do it because I didn't intend it to be a series, but it just wham, bam, suddenly became a series. I started on book two called An Awakening. You know, I wrote it during um, COVID. Yeah. And that became more of a thriller, more of a good versus evil kind of thing that descended into this town of Nielsville. Right. Which is based on the town that I grew up in, Tomahawk. I called it Nielsville. I just changed a few things. Sure. And uh, it was fun to write. And uh, I introduced a bunch of interesting characters. And yeah. So, and that came out in 2021. And it's been a wild ride. And my third book is coming out soon. It's been very hard. This one has been the hardest one to write because you had to like do a lot of ties with the ending and, and just try to figure out how I'm going to end this fantastic story in a cohesive way and, and kind of a fun way. And I think I've done that. So I'm excited to have it come out and I'm excited for people to read it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, it's got great reviews, so I know it's fantastic. And what I love, though, is that some of the stuff, besides just being paranormal, some of it's kind of alien connected right yeah yeah so my mom you know when they were running the resort even before she owned the resort that whole surrounding area mm -hmm. has a very eerie feeling um i went up there a couple summers ago and it's still it hasn't changed you know it's changed owners but it's so cool to go back to this resort right i love the new owners by the way they were nice enough they gave us a tour of the cabins that they're all redoing wow. i mean just yeah just fantastic yeah. they put a lots and lots of money into this and i'm like wow okay very cool 
but there's still an eerie part in that whole surrounding woods. But the one thing that I noticed that was different is when I walked into my childhood home, they let us, you know, actually walk in the home. Something there has left, like the energy. It was very, very stark. It was very different. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever what used to be here is gone. It's gone. Like the life of the house, I could really feel like the entire life of the house was gone. Like its heyday was when my parents owned it. Okay, well, this is important and kind of neat to talk about because I know that places that are haunted or have activity, it has a lot to do with the people that are there. And because you and your mom had abilities, it probably, your beacons, they were probably attracted to you guys. And because of that, um, whatever it was that was there that you saw, and you'll have to tell us more about that. Um, it was just attracted to you. So, and the people there now, maybe they don't have the abilities or whatever it is, but you still have those abilities even now, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So going back to that, where I grew up in the house, the, it was pretty, whatever it was, it was in the attic. It was upstairs in the attic. Wow. Yeah. I've never really seen ghosts or anything like that ever. However, I did see sort of like when I was up in the attic one time, I, you know, I kind of moved around in the house. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to have my bedroom up in the attic and my mom was like, okay, but I never really liked it up there. I only lasted like two days. Really? It was, yeah, it was definitely haunted. Like the stairs were super narrow. And as I was walking up the stairs, it was just extremely evident that there was some sort of energy or entity or whatever you want to call it up there. The air was super heavy. I always felt like eyes were on me. It was so evident that something was watching me and I turned my head really fast and I just caught like like a, a blackish shape and it just quick went, you know, into the wall. Wow. And I didn't like that. It was very yeah. unsettling. And so I had to move. But there was definitely something up there, whether it was a, a previous owner in the house. Now, my mom, too, in that house said that she had saw this lumberjack guy. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So she would quite often, she had problems sleeping all the time. Yeah. She never slept more than two hours and, you know, and then she'd have to get up and maybe sleep another hour. And that was it. And she often read into the evening a lot. Okay. So it was like two or three in the morning and she, you know, she would fall asleep on the couch. She would never really fall asleep in her bedroom. And one time she woke up and there was this guy in a lumberjack suit standing over her. What? And scared the crap out yeah. of her and he just he kind of just stood there and then just walked into the wall oh. and she had seen him a couple times now whether that's the same thing as what was upstairs i don't think so i think something whatever was upstairs was a little bit more negative uh, like yeah. i could not like i had my room up there for two days and i just went back to sharing my room with my sister because i'm like i am just I, I i can't be up here very negative in fact the door to the attic was in <sighs> my sister and I's bedroom. Yeah. So the door often would like creak open in the middle of the night. Just oh, no. For no, like, no, no. And I remember <laughs> no, and no. my sister, I've had this conversation with my sister too. And I've said, do you remember that door creaking open in the middle of the night, the door to the attic? She goes, Oh yeah. And she goes, I would say a prayer. And immediately, I don't know if we just said a prayer and please watch over us or I'm scared or I don't know what the, yeah. you know, and I feel an instant really, warm feeling like an angel was over the top sure. you know like just protecting us yeah that's a real thing we experienced that throughout our childhood now when we went back to the home now the home is unoccupied the owners live elsewhere okay but you know they said yeah let's come into the home all that i didn't get any feeling at all like just dead like whatever that the home is just nothing is occupying it wow 
Wow. Yeah. And you know, because I was going to ask you, is there some history in the land or whatever? But I do think that if you have any abilities at all, they all will just flock to you like moth to flame. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing and feeling. And I'm, you listen, uh, it sounds like it wasn't anything sinister. It was more malevolent because, you know, but if, if I was a child seeing something black go into a wall, I would be scared out of my mind too. But yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't even, I didn't even like going up in the attic to bringing like, like a box of whatever. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, of course you couldn't. So, oh my gosh. So, and you told me one time you went into a grocery store. Tell me that story. Oh yeah. Well, just lots of different places where, you know, you go into a store or a coffee shop or any place really. Yeah. And you kind of get like, I would get an overwhelming feeling like, okay, there's something, somebody here is either really extremely depressed and it's, it's such a strong emotion that I'm starting to feel it. Like it's coming off of someone. And I know right away who it is. I, I don't know the person or I, I don't even, you know, they could be a stranger, yeah. but if they're like walking past, I will know. I don't know exactly what they're depressed from, but I know that they're going through some crappy stuff. And so basically it's intuition. Yes. Everybody has it. They can develop it if they want. Do they? Some people don't. They, you know, sometimes it scares them. I like to know what's going on or what's going on around yeah. me. So I feel like I want to develop that. And I have, but you know, in the younger years, when I was younger, it was more, I was knew when bad things were going to happen to people. And it happened with my grandmother. It happened yes. with Chris. It happened quite often enough that I was scared from it because I didn't know where that info was coming from. You were like psychic. Like you were saying, grandma's not going to be with us much longer. Can you still do that? Um. So I have feelings about things, but I don't even like to talk about it because it's just... Eh. Yeah. Really? I, we'll talk about off recording. Yeah. About something oh. recent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but the thing is when you were young, I think you said your grandma, you knew your grandma. That was the last time you'd see her, right? Yes, absolutely. And that my mom had it too. She knew it too, but she didn't want to say it at the time. Now in adulthood, she said, Hey, you know, uh, when we were all in the room together and this is kind of, I kind of, well, I do touch on it in my book, a gray resort where my grandparents were going to go to Florida. And then my grandma was sitting me down and you know, we were, I was so close to her. Oh my yeah, gosh. So yeah. close. I was about six or seven. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to go and get shells for you, seashells and stuff and pick them up for you. And then, you know, I'll, I'll come back. And I had such a strong innate feeling like, uh, no, if, if, you go to Florida because they were going to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, you will not come back. And it was such a strong feeling that I felt like I had to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, as a little kid saying something like that, nobody believes you. No, like, of course not. If yeah, you but... go there, you're going to die over there, Grandma. And they all looked at me. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and did you say it like that? Did you say it like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you know what? This feeling is so strong. I got to do something. I loved her. I wanted to see her again. Yeah. So... And they're like, oh, come on, you know, you got a wild imagination. Why did you say that? Well, come to find out, my mom had felt the same thing. Oh, my she God. She felt it so much that she she even wrote the dates on a piece of paper of when it was going to happen. What? She had a three-day time frame. <laughs> and she, wrote, she said she wrote it on a piece of paper and put it in her dresser, and it was during that time. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What? Oh, yeah. My mom. I get it from my mom. So, yeah. yeah wow. My grandma had an uh, accident and passed away in Florida. Yeah. Oh my, I'm so sorry to hear that. But you know, the thing, and you know, you wouldn't have been able to forgive yourself even as a child, if you hadn't said anything. So I'm glad you did. But 
Oh my gosh. Because I was like, where is this info coming from? Yeah. Why am I privy to this information? I thought it was coming from a bad place. So oh. that's why I'm like, oh. And then it consistently happened. I had it with classmates. Um, I had it people I didn't know. I had it like a baby was placed in my hands and I was rocking the baby. And then just out of nowhere, short life, short life. This really? Soul's gonna, she ended up living until she was 18. And, you know, that's a short life. So, you know, I wow. think back to it's just like, what? I mean, why? That's that's the thing I don't really understand is why do I get to know about some of these things? So after that happened, I kind of closed the door on it a little bit. Like, I don't really need to know. Now, as my books started coming, I'm writing my book. Yeah. I feel like that kind of thing has kind of opened up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it's unsettling, but I, I think it's a gift. So I see it now more as a gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because my thing is too, you know, if you can give someone, if anything, a warning and maybe because it's, as we talked about on your podcast, because we just recorded on her podcast, the Juicy Pear podcast, um, I think things can be fluid. And it, and we can maybe change the trajectory of our lives if maybe we have a, hey, listen, I'm seeing this right now. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But maybe you won't take that exit point. <laughs> and maybe, you you know, so maybe that's a, a gift you can give them. Yeah, exit points, you know, are places and surroundings that you maybe experience where people might would have an accident. Yeah. And if you're going through something really traumatic, your soul just decides, you know what? Okay. I'm done. Yeah. Right. That or even has a walk-in, you know, because I've heard people do that too. Like uh, they have a near death or whatever. And then so another soul just comes in and just takes over, which is another crazy analogy. Uh, yeah. We'll have to talk about that later, but no, um, back to your ability. So you're probably really good at reading a room. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I probably excel really good at. <laughs> I, I do. I, and I think you're good at reading a room as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think we both have an intuitive kind of knowledge for some reason of that kind of stuff. But I, like I said, you and I, we have had so many amazing conversations about stuff like this. And when we were talking earlier, it was just like, we got to talk about this. As I'm thinking through my life, I've had many, many. But one story in particular, yeah. in a book that's coming out, I'm part of an anthology it's called Triumph Over Trauma Anthology. So basically, it's like short stories from authors all around the world that have overcome something. Okay. And so this story is in that book. I'll say some things about it. Sure, without sure. And give all of it away. But so yeah, so Triumph Over Tragedy, that this is going to be coming out in, I want to say, January of next year. So when I was in the service, I was in the service way, 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 way back when. And, you know, I did a lot. I did some things that, you know, learning curve, huge learning curve for me. Yeah. But I had connected up with somebody that lived off post. She was like an older sister to me. Okay. And we often did things on the weekends, like we would shop together or, you know, if I wasn't doing a drill or anything like that, you know, we would do some things together. And, you know, she was just sort of the big sister that I never had. Sure. So one weekend, she had called me on post and said, hey, you know, do you want to come over, have a sleepover? We'll, you know, watch movies and, you know, make some food. I have my kids with me and we'll just kind of chill for the weekend. Right. And when I got that call, I got a distinct feeling like it wasn't a voice or anything like that, but I got the feeling, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. Really? Oh, yeah. It was very strong. And I was like, oh, that's weird, you know, because normally I'd want to go there. I sure. have fun with 
enjoy her, you know, our conversations and stuff. She's very, you know, like a big sister, very informative. She helps me things. But I just got very clear thing, like, don't go. So I just said, well, you know, I don't know. I think I'm going to pass this weekend. Let's make it another time. Sure. And I hung up thinking, why didn't I just do that? You know, but then I got that, like, almost like a, not a physical tap on the shoulder, like, you did the right thing. I felt like a little piece come over me. Like oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a good thing I did because that weekend she had a prowler come in. <gasps> yeah. He broke in to her house. Oh my a, God. Yeah. He had a butcher knife. Oh, what? Yeah. He broke in, he broke her screen window, crawled in through the window, right where I would have been. I would have stayed there. And yeah, it salted her and stuff. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Wendy, I never heard you tell the story. Oh my God. I know. Well, I've had, I have a few of them and that story is in that book. And I think about that quite often. Yeah, it's. Well, you know, and what I was going to say earlier is, you know, there's so many people that feel like, oh, I'm just an ordinary person. I don't have these abilities. Guys, we all do. And Wendy doesn't do this for a living. But this tells you even Wendy has this. And we're all the same kind of people. We're not no one's better than the other. But if you, you know, but the thing is, if you've got any kind of ability, you know, nurture it because just just practicing on people, you know, just whatever, you know, helpful. Yeah, very handy. Because I think, like, what would have happened if I would have went, you know? Oh, um, my God. What, oh, she was in the hospital. She was oh. assaulted. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember visiting her with a couple other friends, and we were looking, you know, down on her. She had, like, a neck brace, and we were looking over her, and she had black eyes and stuff. And oh. I go, I'm sorry, it wasn't fair. She goes, no, it would not have been good. Well, it's did good you ever thing. tell her that you, you know, that you didn't want to go? I can't, you know, that's, it's been so long ago. I can't remember. I don't yeah. think I'm thinking. At that point, she's in the hospital. I don't think I would have said, yeah, glad I did. I decided not to go. Kind of knew something was up. Yeah, that would not have probably gone over. No, here. no. The, the thing is, is I didn't know the details. I yeah. knew not to go. I yeah. knew, you know, it was very black and white, very clear, don't go. But I right. didn't know the details behind it. And it was kind of like, it was very puzzling at first. Mm-hmm. But then obviously after the fact, I'm like, oh. And even like when that happened, I still didn't. And then I thought about it I'm like, oh, shoot, I did have that strong feeling, that strong urge not to go. I wonder where that came from. Right, yeah. You know, with guardian angel or strong intuition that I knew that something, I didn't want anything bad to happen to her. I didn't know anything oh, bad. I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't anything like that. I just knew that I wasn't supposed to be there. I shouldn't be there. It wasn't in my best interest. So people, like if you ever get a strong feeling about not going someplace, maybe listen to it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So like we have to encourage people to like hone in on their abilities because guys, to me, this just gives validation that we have help on the other side. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like everybody has, you know, guardian angels. If they want them, you know, they're in their best interest. I, it, that's hard to sort of reconcile when, you know, have people go through accidents or have really bad things happen to them. And then you're like, okay, well, where was their guardian angel? I don't know. I mean, I think we talked about that before too. What was, what's a, I don't know if there's any good answer for that. Well, you know, it's one of those things where... <sighs> Good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people, and we all have free will. We have, I think we have exit points, we have a contract, but it's fluid, and that's very easily explained away, and I know that, but I do think there's a lot of moving elements to that. Free will, free will from, we're all like one, you know, so anybody, yes. another thing too is one person's decision 
there's such a ripple effect. Yes. I, yeah, someone explained it to me like this. Think of you as being a gear and you're one notch in that gear and you go one way, all of them go the same way with you. That's the ripple effect we have sometimes when we make decisions, good or bad, whatever. And so that's, I think, how people get derailed. But I also think that's how people sometimes stay on course. It just depends on the situation. I think a lot of it has to do with intention. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if you have someone best interest in hand, also, maybe too, you know, are you a positive person or negative? Because if you're more negative, you're going to attract more negativity, you know, and if you keep focusing on the negative too, it doesn't seem like they gravitate towards you. And it's like, uh, I, I notice that all the time. Like I go through Facebook, yeah. see people that, you know, they're talking about, and I've done this too, like, oh, I'm not feeling good today. But when they're doing it all the time, and then the more emphasis you put on it, you attract more of that into your life. And then it's all the, now it's, it's always got problems, always got a sickness, always has something wrong. Do you ever right. notice that? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And like, there's a lot of people that just need that attention. But also, and I've talked about this on my podcast, you can wake up and say, I'm going to have a crappy day. Guess what? You're going to have a crappy day. But if you wake up, and I don't care if you're feeling like crap or if you if it's raining or whatever, but if you say, you know what, today's going to be a good day because at this point, I have, and I think Wendy probably feels the same way, I have to live the day. I have to live the now because if I worry about the past, you're depressed about the past and you're anxious about the future, nothing gets done, but you have a miserable life. live it the best way possible. Let's, you know, I mean, yes. what, we're created to experience joy. I think we I forget agree. that sometimes, yes. you know, this is all created for us. We're here to experience it at the highest level possible. And I have to remind myself of this as well. You know, try and enjoy yourself as much as possible and to experience joy. And don't feel guilty if you're doing something. Granted, make sure you're not hurting anybody. But if you're going to do something that makes you feel good or, you know, even like just to get a coffee or if you want to buy something or, you know, a, a nice walk in the woods. And that actually lifts your spirits up yes. and it makes you happy and makes you experience life in a better way. To me, that's how you can practice. That's how you can practice being closer to spirit. When you are in, yes, when you are experiencing your own joy, that attracts good things to you. And yeah, so yeah, I love your story. I'm telling you guys, go grab her books. They're on, I believe on Amazon. And tell me where they're, all your books are. Yeah. They're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Book Baby Bookshop. I think if you just kind of type my name in, yeah, if you just type my name in, Wendy Coke, K-O-K, on Amazon, all my books will come up. And yeah, follow me on the socials. I love to engage with people. And, you know, I just, and also too, if anyone would like to be a guest on my show, if you're into the paranormal, if you've had an unusual experience, absolutely, um, I'd love to have you on the show. It's a juicyparapodcast.com. Just go on there, um, fill out my guest form, and I will get back with you. Yes, I'm telling. And guys, listen. She has a fantastic podcast. It's a lot like mine where she interviews some crazy, fascinating people. And I love that. Sometimes we have some of the same people on. I love that. And there's nothing better than me expanding my horizons through her eyes too, because she may ask questions that I don't ask. So I'm going to put all of your information in my uh, show notes. And Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today, honey. It's been so much fun. I always enjoy talking with you, Leslie. And um, I'm so glad we had this time together. Thank you so much. 
Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.